Hi, I'm Walter Hallam, and you're listening today to the Walter Hallam Ministries Podcast. Get ready to receive a powerful word from God today. You recall here a few weeks ago, I spoke out of Luke 17, and I, where Jesus said, it is impossible, Luke 17, 1, it is impossible, but that offenses will come. But woe to him through who they come. He said it's impossible. It's the only place where that word is used like that in the Bible. Uh, somebody has said one time that uh, with God, all things are possible, but you can be sure Jesus said it is impossible to live and not become offended or have an opportunity to be offended somewhere in your life. Jesus really doesn't use the, the, the I word very often. He doesn't use the impossible word. I think that's the only place he used it. But how many of you are glad with God all things are possible? But he said it's impossible to live without somewhere in your life, uh, someone kind of getting under your skin or you getting under their skin and really getting them upset. And it just seems like there's nothing that can get you upset more than if a Christian brother or a Christian sister uh, somehow offends you. The word offense right there, the word offend, uh, once again, we've already spoke on it before. You can go back and get that whole thing, so I won't teach it the whole thing. But it's the Greek word, scandalos. And the word scandalos, we kind of get our English word scandal from it. But it, um, uh, a scandalos, this literally means a trap that has been set to snare you or to trap you. And it actually is a small animal trap. A scandalos was a small animal trap that was kind of triggered by uh, putting maybe a little food in it. And then when a, a, a little animal, maybe a bird comes in there and guns, you know, you pull the stick out from under it. Actually, it's a stick trap. You pull the stick out from under it and the box falls down on them and there they are, they're trapped inside of it. And uh, the Greek word is escandalos. And also in King James, uh, it's interpreted offenses. So it is just impossible for you to live in the body of Christ on planet earth without somebody bugging you because no one can bug you like a brother or a sister in Christ. Can I have a bug hallelujah on that one right there? So, I mean, I've heard and I've met people who they were just so hurt and so wounded. They, they were at some other church and they came here. And, you know, the reason I'm here is I was so hurt over there. And I'm like, well, look, if hurts the issue, Hang on. I'll qualify as a human before it's over with. I promise you. So we have to be wise about that. What we believe God is uh, to grow and mature and develop to the place where our lives become offense proof. Uh, the, the disciples said to Jesus, when, when, they, when they said that in Luke 17, Peter says to Jesus, Lord, increase our faith. And it's an interesting word. The word increase right there is the word we get the word. It's the word prostheo and we get the word prosthesis from it. It just means extend, help us. Give me a, you got to give me additional faith. You got to extend my faith out here. You got to give me a, a, a prosthesis of faith. And it's very important. I have a full knee replacement in my left knee. And they put, that's a prosthesis, a joint that they put in there like that and, and all of that kind of stuff. Otherwise, I'd be limping around up here real bad. Well, uh, that's important to understand that when it comes to faith, Peter said, Lord, you're going to have to, you got to do something about my faith here to help me overcome this weak joint I've got because it's not good. 
Because Peter, uh, not only was he offended more than once, but he had the ability to offend, to offend others. And here Jesus is saying, but woe to who uh, that comes through, especially if you cause someone to miss God and to stumble and to fall away. He said, it'd be better for you that a millstone were hung about your neck and you cast into the sea. And so Peter went like, well, well then wait up, Jesus. You're going to you have to help my faith. I didn't know I signed up for this. Do you mean to tell me I have to change as a person? And I have to stop offending people and stop being offended by people. And Jesus is like, that's the, that's really the point we're talking about here, Peter. That's the way we want to do this. And so uh, he said, how can that be, Lord? He said, well, whoever will uh, say to the sycamine tree uh, to be plucked up by the roots and cast out into the sea. Uh, he said, literally, that's what you're going to have to do because offense uh, has a root system to it. And he said, you're going to have to pluck it up by the roots and cast it out into the sea. A sycamine tree is interesting. And about the only thing that can kill a sycamine tree like that is salt water. That thing will grow. It grows real well in dry and barren areas, areas that don't have a lot of water. When drought starts coming, about the last thing going to die is a sycamine tree. It's got a little fruit on it that's a bitter fruit um, where the normal person or the wealthier, especially in that day, would eat dates and figs and, and all of these sweet things. But oftentimes the poor and the impoverished would eat sycamine. And how many of you say, uh, can say I'm sick of mine too? Come on, huh? <laughs> and that's what happens when, when we kind of get in that dry and that barren area and we don't have the water, the word flowing in our life. We go from enjoying the sweet and the good and the blessing of the Lord to all of a sudden everything's a little bit bitter tasting. And we cannot fall into that trap uh, also, the sycamine tree is an interesting tree because it was the tree of choice for building coffins. Just thought I'd say that. And offense and bitterness like that. Uh, I mean, you don't even have to be a psychologist. You can just be a doctor to know that. And you can understand that that probably puts more people in the grave. All of that anger and strife and stress and anxiety and, and bitterness. And, and it's impossible for you to live on planet Earth without some of that. And if you start buying into it every time you have an opportunity, it takes less and less to offend you. Uh, it's almost like a drug. It's almost like an addiction. And once you buy into the spirit of offense then the slight, just the smallest thing can offend you. And, uh, and, and you're just addicted. Uh, I call it having a cheap high by feeling low. And the only thing that solves an addiction temporarily or soothes an addiction is just more of the same thing. And, but it, it's, a, it's a cheap way of living in life. We are not to live offended. Look at somebody and say, sweeten it up. Come on, come, look at them. Just say, sweeten it up, honey. So it's very necessary for us to guard our heart. And Jesus said, be careful what you hear. And then he said in Luke, be careful how you hear. So I like to say, Jesus said, be careful how you hear what you hear. Be careful how you hear what you hear. Because two people can hear the same thing and one of them have a sweet heart and, they, they, and a joyful heart and they'll hear it one way and another person have a bitter heart, hear the same thing and they'll see it exactly the opposite. Right. Amen. 
So be careful how we hear Jesus said. And uh, that responsibility is not on the pastor to hear that or to say everything to every person in the body of Christ. We are mandated individually to guard our hearts, guard our minds, guard our ears, guard our mouth. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. And talk faith uh, every opportunity we get. Uh, go to Matthew chapter 18, and I really, I just have a few minutes tonight, uh, because Wednesday nights, we're not going to, now if the Holy Ghost breaks out, we stay till midnight, shikamosai, I'm all for it, but my part won't take that long. But we'll grow and we'll learn during this time. In Matthew chapter 18, are you there? Beginning in verse 15. And uh, I'll speak on this, and I'm sure I will not finish it. I have two full pages of notes here, and you're not going to get them all tonight, I promise. Moreover, verse 15, Matthew 18, 15, Moreover, if thy brother trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Time out. Between you and him alone. Don't go telling everybody else your issue. Are y'all doing all right? We're talking about how not to get addicted to offense. Because when you're addicted to offense, you want justification for your offense. And so uh, when Jesus said, go to your brother, and, and, and you know what's beautiful about this? The word brother is a real deep word. It literally means your brother or your sister. Uh, and so uh, he said, uh, if someone has somehow or another messed you over or trespassed against you, or you perceive they have, uh, the scripture says, go to that person, talk to him about the fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. Wow. Isn't that good stuff? Uh, a couple of Greek words, I'll give them to you. You can look them up at your leisure. Uh, the word brother right there is the word adephos, uh, A-D-E-P-H-O-S, and it just literally means a brother. It could mean a physical brother. It could definitely mean uh, someone who is a brother in the body of Christ, someone in the kingdom. Uh, Jesus is speaking right here. He wasn't just talking about the body of Christ. He was definitely speaking to the Jewish nation at that particular time. But you and I, of course, being Gentiles, uh, understand that was also to us because we are in the body of Christ. Somebody shout hallelujah. And he said, if they trespass against, uh, if they go and they have a trespass, you'll notice he talks about two different words here. If he shall trespass against you, it's the word H-A-M-A-R-T-A-N-O, hamartano, and it just literally means to offend, to miss the mark, and it comes from a word which means a boundary line or to go, to go beyond the limits or to cross the line. And he just said, look, if somebody uh, just crosses the line, like this is, this is where uh, our relationship is and we can go this far, but if somebody crosses the line and now it is created an offense or it is created what uh, King James calls a trespass, uh, that you are to go to that person and you are to talk to them. First of all, you go alone and the word alone is an interesting word. It's the Greek word. Do y'all mind if I teach like this for a minute? It's the Greek word, M-O-N-O-S, monos. We get the word, it's a Latin word also for mono. And like if, if something is, um, how do you say it in, in Spanish? Mono y mano and something like that is how you say it? 
like man-to-man, one-on-one. Did I say it close there? But it just means single, uh, individual, solely, by yourself. Uh, and, and it's a powerful word. And remember the head of the church, Jesus, the creator of heaven and earth, is the one taking time to talk about this. It must really be important because it can stop the kingdom of God's manifestations in your life unless you get some of those things out of your life. That's what he's saying. He's not doing this because he's just trying to control us. No, he's trying to position us to live blessed. Come on, somebody shout, I'm blessed. He said, so if they trespass, go to them alone. Uh, And he said, declare the fault. Go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Uh, the word fault is, is not the same word as trespass. The word uh, fault is the word E-L-E-G-C-H-O, elegco. And the word elegco literally means uh, like a conviction. It means to convict. It means reprove. It means to talk about uh, an error or something of that nature. Now, look, he's not saying right here every time someone didn't treat you like mama used to treat you when you were at the house. Look, there's too many prima donnas on the planet who think they have exceptionalism and everything. Look at two people and say, I'm glad that crowd stayed home tonight. Come on, huh? And so we, <laughs> we have to be, listen, there are plenty of little things in life that just happen. That they're not necessarily deliberate. Someone's not out to get you. You can't go around thinking there's a demon behind every tree and under every rock and Somebody's trying to mess you over all the time. And look, you, you got an issue if that's what you think. And that issue is you've bought into way too much offense. And so just because there is an issue, it's one. But if somebody has a conviction about getting you or they have deliberately hurt you or they have inadvertently ser- sincerely done something that is not right, that has offended you or has hurt you, and it needs a correction because uh, if you're not careful, it will eat up all of your thought life. It will do all of that. And secondly, you might find out you're actually wrong. And then you have ought against someone and it, it's a false narrative that you've believed. They might have been totally uh, inadvertent in what they did, accidental or unknowing what they've done. And if you have this weakness in your life to get offended easily by everybody and everything that doesn't do it exactly like you like it, all of a sudden you're offended by them. Well, you need to repent and grow up. Aren't you glad you come to church on Wednesday? And so it's very necessary that you continue to grow. But if somebody actually deliberately, the word, uh, the Greek word here, uh, once again, is the word for fault. Uh, so they have this and they have deliberately done that too. He said, then you go to them. So look, just because someone cut you off coming into the parking lot or they didn't wave to you or they shake your hand going out. Look, that's not an issue where you got to have a one-on-one. I'm going to clear this all up, you know? No, no. And you, you got to, you need to repent for your own self if that's the case. Because you'll let that stuff fester in your mind all the time. And I promise you that whatever stays in your mind will actually manifest in time. I mean, you'll see to it, it comes to pass if you think on it and you'll somehow another uh, figure out how to make that manifest and, 
And because you're leaning that, because your thoughts lean you in a direction. People don't accidentally have good marriages. No, they've, they've learned to correct their mind toward their, their spouse. And they think right toward their spouse. Uh, people don't have good kids accidentally, so to speak. No, they think right, talk right, and act right toward their kids. Therefore, the kids become that before it's over. And when they don't act that way, you're still expecting something good to happen. No, you have, it, it, it's very relative. And that has to do with your heart and with the inner man. And so it's very necessary uh, to keep your mind upright and to guard it against offense. And offenses, guys, can start real early in life and form opinions. But just because something happened back then, uh, I promise you nothing that happened to you back then is the way it is you think about it today. You've already evolved a lot of thought process and added to a lot through all of your subjection and et cetera. And before long, you know, it's a whole narrative and they can make a movie out of it. And all they did, you know, was cuss you at a stop sign one time. Y'all want me to tell you a story? I love to tell you this story. I'm still a pastor. I got over this one. I'm coming from Baybrook Mall. I get down on the feeder. I turn and I look back and coming south. And here comes a car way back there. It had to be all the way up there, you know, at... Must have been all the way up at Almeida. I just turned and looked back. So it's coming down the feeder behind me there. And, you know, I'm really not a slowpoke when I drive. I, I drive moderate. <laughs> Don't laugh. We have guests tonight. So I, I drive moderate. I try to. And, uh, I mean, I want that policeman to enjoy his job catching me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Give him a thrill on that motorcycle. So anyway, I turn and I look, and there's a car coming back there, and I'm like, well, praise the Lord, I got plenty of time. So I just pulled out, get over in the left side, take the, the, the ramp, and start up. And all of a sudden, this guy comes blaring down there, blowing the horn. He goes by me, wow! And I turned and looked as he was going down there, and he gives me his IQ. You know what I'm talking about? He's like, this is my shoe size, you know? This is how smart I am. So he, he does all of that. He gave me the international wave sign. And uh, man, stuff on the inside of me that hadn't gotten mad in a long time tried to surface. And I'm like, well, hallelujah. And then I noticed on the bumper of his car, we used to have bumper stickers as a church. There was a bumper that said Abundant Life Christian Center. Oh, yeah. And I know who it was. Oh, yeah. Shikamosai. And so we have to be wise about those areas. And uh, you can't allow those offenses to get into your life because of what someone else does. And uh, I'm sure it was a borrowed car. And so, um, so the scripture says that you will gain your brother. Uh, hopefully you will gain that brother. And that word is the word uh, K-E-R-D-A-I-N-O, Cardano, and it just literally means to win or to win back. You will gain. It could mean to sustain. Uh, sometimes if you do actually need to speak to someone, uh, just go to them with sincerity and just say, look, I've had some issues here and, you know, you, you did something or said something. I don't know if you did it on purpose or not, but I just want to tell you what it was. 
And uh, I, I just want you to know it did hurt me. It bothered me. And uh, I, I don't want to have that all between us. That person may not even know they've done it. That's why it says go to them alone. Praise the Lord. And in its context, I'm, Brother Buddy, I'm not even so sure that in its context right here, that Jesus is not actually talking about understanding how the kingdom of God operates, like doctrine uh, in the body of Christ, more than he is just relational encounters. But I think you could include relational in there also. Because there are some people in the body of Christ, if you don't agree with everything they say, you're on the way to hell. Forget the fact that Jesus is your Lord, you're born again, water baptized. And, but if you don't believe every little thing that they believe, man, they, they're going to hammer you like you don't know anything. Because they have obviously a spirit of pride that's come upon them. And pride, I promise you, will always cause you to make poor choices. Uh, it's been that way from the very beginning. Talk to Lucifer about it. Because of the abundance of his merchandise, pride was found in him. And he made the wrong choice. He said, I will ascend to the side of the north. I will be like the most high. Well, there's only one who sits on the right hand of God and who is like the most high. And his name is Jesus. And of course, Lucifer, you've read that in the scripture, and we'll teach more about that at another time if you need it again. But it's very plain right there. Verse 16 says it like this. But if he will not hear you, interesting words there, uh, then take with you one or two more. Uh, take with you one or two more that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. Now, listen, when you take one or two more with you, he didn't say, go get a couple of more people that are your best buds, and they, they're like your posse. They couldn't hear right or wrong or truth or, or uh, reality because they're going to believe everything. You know, yeah, that's how we are. We want to get somebody to believe everything we believe, and then we're going to uh, justify ourselves because I'm going to do it the God way. I'm going to give them a chance, and then I'm going to lower the boom on them. That's not what Jesus is talking about here. He's talking about how to get to the place, verse 18 and 19, that you can, two or more can get in agreement and pray the prayer of faith. And it becomes so powerful because there are no obstacles in there that you'll be able to uh, pray in agreement and a double anointing is released. Are you listening to me? He's not just talking about uh, just some a sterile a prayer of two people who say, okay, let's get in agreement. And, uh, you know, just because you're a Christian and I'm a Christian, we're getting agreement. I can promise you right now, according to the Bible, you can't get in agreement with every Christian. And you can only pray in agreement with a Christian. Uh, you can pray that prayer, but you might as well say twinkle, twinkle, little star, if you think it's going to be the difference. Because he's talking about people who have purged their hearts that have a joy, they have a godly relationship there, uh, they're not holding aught or offense against someone, and then they're able to pray in agreement. And when they get themselves in agreement, uh, look at verse 18 and verse 19, and I'll, and I'll close with that this evening, and I'll pick this back up at another time. Y'all okay tonight? Are y'all liking this? Yes. Truly I say unto you, 
Look at verse uh, 18. I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. What you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they'll ask, it shall be done for them of my Father, which is in heaven. Woo, look at verse 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. That's a beautiful thing. So Jesus said, let me go down to verse 20. Uh, he said, if two, uh, if two or more are gathered together in my name, that particular word is the word sunago, S-U-N-A-G-O. It's a one word for, for gathered together, sunago. And it just really means to assemble together. It means to lead or to walk together. It could mean to walk in sync. Rick, stand up here, Rick, just for a second. Come stand up here. Kind of put our arms like this. On the count of three, take a step. One, two, three, and let's go. So we're sunago. We are leading together. We're walking together. That's what agreement means. He said, if two or more of us are, are together, if we gather together in his name, he's talking about spiritually, there is a connection between us. He said there, when you begin to pray, Jesus said, I'm in the midst of you. Amen. It's one thing for you to pray and the Holy Spirit take hold with you. But the word midst right there is the word M-E-S-O-S, misos. And the word misos means in the middle or between. Jesus is like, one more time, Rick. Jesus is like, where two or more of us gather together, I'm uh, in the midst of you. Come here, brother. Uh, so you get right here in between us. No, no, no. Get it between us right here. Come over here. All of a sudden, Jesus said, make room for me over here. Now, one, two, three, walk. And that's what he's saying right there. I'm in the midst of you. He said, we're two or more. If you get together like this and you begin to pray and ask, I'll just jump right in there with you. But he's saying, get the offense out, get all of that stuff out, forgive, release them, and don't get in agreement with people that you're mad at or are mad at you. Pray for them, but it's very difficult for you to take something that's really important and say, I just want to get in agreement with you. Uh, just for the sake of the prayer of agreement, which we love to pray. But according to the one who made heaven and earth, he said, no, you're going to have to do it this way. This is Walter Hallam, and I want to thank you for listening today and just receiving that good word of God that you've gotten off of this podcast. You know, bringing a podcast to you, it's free to you, but it costs to take the gospel of Jesus to the world. You can be a partner. You can help support. Uh, men and women I found are so generous when the word of God is coming into their life. They want to help take that gospel to someone else. You can text to give today to 832-981-1601. And you can give any support, any amount, and it will be a great blessing. And it will help take the gospel of Jesus uh, to someone else. We'll go the next day and the next day. So text to give today, 832-981-1601. And I want to thank you in advance because without you and with others who support, it would be so difficult for us to get the good news of Jesus Christ into this great generation. Do your part today. Thanks for helping. I love you. I can't wait to see you on the next podcast.